welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. The NYC prelim for National Comedy Queen is back, Sunday, October 10th at Industry Bar. Doors at 5 p.m., pageant at 6. Watch as eight talented contestants vie to represent NYC at Nationals this year. Hosted by and honoring the current reigning National Comedy Queen and Miss Big Adam's Apple Emeritus, Tina Burner. Judges include a host of NYC nightlife, including Ms. Cracker, Keisha Carr, and Amanda Sue Punchfuck. The event is free with raffle tickets and donations at the door. Come out and support a return to pageantry, the New York City nightlife community, and the fierce contenders. Follow them on Instagram at Miss Big Adam's Apple. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. And just like that, Drag Race Holland Season 2 is over. It was a wild journey, but a queen has been crowned to join Envy Peru in the pantheon of winners. So how did this differently structured finale go? Well, it's time to break it all down. Joining me is friend of the pod and friend of the winner, Skylar Vasai. How are you? I'm doing great. It's so nice to have you back. It's been two months since we last spoke on the podcast, which feels like, honestly, yesterday. Um, Yeah, right? This season went by really fast. Yeah, it really did. I mean, that was like, what? The, it was the first episode or before the first episode? It was right before the first episode. It was like the end of July, beginning of August. Like, the fastest two months I've ever experienced. Yeah, exactly. Now, I want to share some drag news of the week for the listeners. For those who haven't heard yet, Queen of the Universe is currently filming in Jolly Old England. Graham Norton will be the host. Um, there are some rumors spilling out, but our judges panel seems to be Michelle Visage, Leona Lewis, Vanessa Williams, and Trixie Mattel. Oh, wow. So <laughs> we'll see how this drag Eurovision is going to turn out. I'm excited. I'm a big fan of Eurovision. Um, obviously you, you all just hosted Eurovision. Girl, Eurovision is amazing. If any, if any Americans are, are listening to this, like you guys have to know, get into it, honey, get mm-hmm. into Eurovision. The songs, it's, so many of them are so campy and wonderful. It's it's so much fun. So I, I'm I'm excited to see how this show is going to be. Um, rumor, rumor has it there is a New York queen on the cast, but that's all I will say at this moment. Um, mm. Let that come out when it does. But we're going to talk about Drag Race Holland season two. You were at the finale uh, crowning. I was. Um, I was there actually. Well, the thing that was weird is they were supposed to release the actual last episode on Saturday, but they released it on Friday before the actual crowning. So everybody knew who won. Yeah. Silly. But what was that experience like? I mean, you were in the room with everyone, Um, the entire cast. So I went with um, I was I was with uh, Reggie B. Because uh, Vanessa, because they were only allowed, they were only allowed to have three people, three other people at their table. So Vanessa went with her husband Stevie and with her parents. So if you guys Very were watching, cool. that was like really, especially this last episode, it was like really packed with stuff about her dad. So her dad was there, and I, I know them, you know now, mm-hmm. like they're really nice people. But I know it was really hard for Vanessa in the beginning, and as her father finally came around, but it was a very emotional night. So yeah, was- I can imagine. I mean. This was a, a very emotionally driven episode for all of them. Yeah, it was really, um, 
a lot. I mean, I personally, I've, I've, I've only just gotten to know Puni and Vivaldi. Um, mm-hmm. Like I've worked with Pony before, but Vivaldi, I just started getting to know and stuff. But Vanessa is like, my, she's literally my gay mama in Europe. So yeah. Well, I'm excited to chat through this episode with you. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we officially started um, about how this season is a, bit, a little bit lost in translation from people who watch it in the Netherlands to mostly the Americans. I feel like um, we we have taken things very differently. Um, I remember watching that v- very first episode um, and feeling like Tabitha is like this villain. She's evil. Mm-hmm. And then to see what happens, I was like, clearly we're not making the, the scene the yeah. same show. So I'm really excited to see yeah, um, your interpretation of it. There's a lot of things in Dutch um, that make sense in Dutch that don't make sense in English. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually, I honestly can't come off the top of my head of exact examples, but I mean, for example, um, Dutch is actually one of the only languages that uses diseases to curse. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's, they have, it's Dutch really has a very strange sense of humor. And the weird thing is like, um, when they're saying things, when you do a direct translation, it doesn't make sense. But then when you kind of switch it to Dutch, it's like, oh, that's actually funny. Yeah, because again, like I'm watching the show, reading the subtitles, and there have definitely been a couple of times where I'm like, that's that's a bad Google Translate right there. That's not yeah. not what they're actually saying. Yeah, um, exactly. there's a lot of that. But then the other thing too is sometimes I've noticed that they would like try the the people that are translate would try to like figure out a way of comparing it to 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 English, but then it would like completely miss the mark of what they were actually it, right. They need new translate. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> they need definitely a, a little messy. They need to have a drag queen. Absolutely. There you go. Translate. You got a bunch of drag queens. Hire one to translate. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like the other difference that I watch in this season in particular is humor is much more direct. And it's a lot drier than what we're used to. Yeah. Um, Dutch are very direct people in general. Yeah. It's really so it's it, a cultural thing. Well, that is why I'm excited to have you here to help me to walk through this finale. Um, let's dive in. It's after the elimination and easily one of the most shocking and heartbreaking eliminations in, I would say, franchise history. Keta Minaj is gone, but certainly not forgotten. None of them saw it coming. It was crazy. And Vanessa has pain in her feet. So it's time to change and wipe Keta away. How did you feel about that elimination? Well, here's the thing. Um, I know, like, I think Keta is great. I don't necessarily think yeah. that she, I don't, I personally don't think that she deserved to go. But I also think that happened a lot this this season. Yeah. It happened multiple times. The thing is, you know, this is, it is a TV show. So certain things are kind of led in a direction, but I think mm-hmm. this was more than leading sometimes. And, and they made it very blatantly obvious. Um, at the at the finale, people started chanting um, "Justice for Keta." I mean, I, that that was me when that all happened. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I feel like maybe in a way, like Keta is going to be set up for like a Chad Michaels uh, big return one day on an All Star season. Who knows? Uh, maybe incredible drag artist and damn, uh, that that was heartbreaking not seeing her in the finale. Yeah, especially I- knowing last season was a four person finale. Yeah, and I honestly, I'll also tell you too. Like the the thing is, like I also ultimately know Vanessa would have won no matter what. Oh, like, oh, I, yeah, I mean, yes, you know, the second she was cast, she won. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. But the thing is, no, no surprises. 
I just don't. I, I everybody's saying that everything was set up for because a lot of people were saying that it was set up for Vanessa to win. But the thing is, ultimately, I honestly think she would have won because she's the most seasoned girl out of everybody. Mm-hmm. She had the longest career out of every, except for Tabitha on the show. You know, uh, she's polished. She has a great backstory. I mean, everything about her, she Absolutely. was literally made to do this show. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, she was my preseason prediction to win, and I knew no spoilers. So I, I think I, I think we all were happy with the result. But Pony is confused because Keta had three badges and then got eliminated. How does that even happen? But leave it to Vivaldi to remind us that they are in the finale. Puni feels like it's bittersweet because she thought she'd been in the finale with Keta, but she is totally ready to blanket. Just go in that cocoon of a blanket and see you next week. Yeah. In a new format that we have never seen in Drag Race before, we're going to head straight to the main stage with Fred and meet the Eliminated Queens for a quick recap of events before we go into the next day. So... We're going to get to talk about the looks from our uh, seven eliminated queens. And in honor of the returning queens, we're going to play a fun round of all-star or not-star based on their looks. Um, so we're going we're gonna to have fun. We'll go in order as they were presented. And first up is Juicy Couture. Hair by Wig Mason. Look by Isabel Schultz. Um, I think she is serving you hot potato couture with that aluminum. Um, we've certainly seen queens with aluminum foil look before. Um, no one has ever really seemed to pull it off that well, but I think it's a very classic silhouette. Um, not the most inspiring, but she loves the high pony in pink. It's very fresh and modern. I think the only thing I would have really loved was a necklace that was a little lower um, because it just missed the proportions a bit. But Juicy was a very interesting character in this season. I didn't know much about her beforehand and, Clearly no one else did either because she was out early. I'm literally trying to look up the photos. <laughs> I think just I think her photo's on her Instagram. She's the uh, one that actually posted it on well, her Instagram. Yeah, let's see. Uh one second. Sorry, I'm like tap good. Less. <laughs> let's see. Where is she? Do 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 juicy. Oh, bonjour. Girl, she loves her bonjour, bonjour, by the she, way. She, she, she sure does. Bonjour, bonjour. She loves it. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I mean, so at one, Looking at her outfit, I think it's, I mean, I find it interesting. She does look a little bit like a baked potato. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. didn't we have that with Jiggly at one, at one yeah, point? Yeah, we sure, sure, we sure did. Maybe it's but, a reference to Jiggly. We love Jiggly. Yeah, well, I, girl, I love me some Jiggly, honey. I do. Mm-hmm. I love that. I knew that girl for years, honey, in New York. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I do kind of like it. I mean, I find it fun. It's kind of futuristic. Uh, yeah. Wigs by, by the wigs by Mason. Um, I'm actually surprised he did that wig because most of his wigs that he does are like these sharp angled. Yeah. Things. Structured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, does not seem like something that he would do but i mean i i like it but i personally prefer big hair or highly styled hair i agree for me this will be a nostar. star it, it's not the best and there are some other queens who did some better looks on the runway for this night yeah i mean it's it's nice i mean i would enjoy i would enjoy wearing that bustier outfit but yeah i think yeah. there's other better looks the audience was 30 percent all-star 70 percent nostar Next up is, everyone knows it, who's listening to the podcast, my crush of the season, Reggie B. Hair by the Countess, look by Patty Pam Pam, heels by Silhouette Shonen. Um, 
I, maybe this, maybe you'll get this reference. I know some New Yorkers will. Tell me this is not Chelsea Pierce flying over to the Netherlands and stealing Reggie B's identity. <laughs> it looks like Chelsea Pierce. Actually, um, I, I never made that connection, but you are so 100% right. I love them both. I think they're both incredibly talented queens, so no shade to either of them. Um, I don't know if this was her intended crowning look or not, but I think it's very simple. It's very elegant. Purple is the perfect color on Reggie. Blonde is a strong color for her. Um, I think maybe a more understated shoe would have been best, but if she felt more comfortable in that, in these thigh highs, especially now knowing her health situation that we learned. On yeah. I was going to say she, uh, I was, um, you know, it really is hard for her. I was actually, I was literally at her house yesterday. Mm-hmm. We're doing a show together on Thursday. Um, so tell we her working, I love her. I adore her. <laughs> I will. I will. But we were doing choreography together and she really can't wear, um, she really yeah. can't wear pumps. Like it's yeah, I, I hear her it. Her foot just doesn't have the correct arch to be able. It just doesn't work. So she yeah. really only has a choice to wear something that comes up at least above the ankle. And anything, any ankle boots and stuff seem to look a little weird on her. Exactly. So exactly. So I think the, for her, the black pleasers it works because she needs them. Um, no one else will get that pass. Only Reggie B gets that pass for my yeah, exactly. For That's my how book. I feel. That's how I feel. So yeah. also, honestly, she's my girl. So <laughs> yeah, me too. I, 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 she, she would have been like the prettiest um, boy in the history of drag race, but then UK three just happened and everyone has officially lost that title to Scarlet Harlot. My, my, my love, <laughs> but no, I, I like this look. I'm here for it. I I'll give it an all-star. Yeah. I really, I really like, I like the train and what I love about it also for her, it's elegant and she never does <laughs> elegant. She yeah. loves, a, honey, she is a bra and panty kind of girl. She loves them. That's a party. Yes, she really does. She loves a bra and a panty. But, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, I, one thing with Drag Race, I feel like this has really brought a little bit more of a glamour direction for her, and I like mm-hmm. that a lot on her. Yeah. I'll give it an all-star. All-star for you? Me too, yeah. The audience is kind of in the middle. 41% all-star, 59% not star all right, next up, we have Love My Sissy. There are no designers listed, and I don't know if it, she didn't have it on her Instagram. Um, but she's giving you what she does best, big, bold club kid. Um, I love that the inflatable is such a big moment. Um, the iridescent skirt is very Ariana Grande. Um, I love that the the inflatable is also iridescent. The only thing I don't love is the yellow boots. Um, it does distract from the textures above it. Um, so in that respect, I'll give it a nah star, I think. She was so fascinating this season. Um, Such an interesting arc. I do find I do find her interesting. Um, I think she really she's works those blow up things constantly. That is yeah. literally her thing. She yeah. always has. Every time I've seen her on stage, she was always wearing the blow up things. Again, I would like, I would kind of love to see her in some kind of high glamour, but maybe that's just my own bias. No, you know? I agree. I, I think this changing it up is a good thing. I'm not, again, not sure if these were the intended uh, finale looks or if these are just other things that they brought with them. Um, but it, it was okay. Um, yes, yeah. Very, I mean, very strange journey on the show this season. Yeah. I mean, she's. <laughs> She's okay. Um, I mean, I actually did think she was pretty good on Drag Race. I know in uh, in real life she can be kind of lazy <laughs> and like doesn't interesting. Girl, she does not half the time she don't even bother putting lashes on. Ah, okay. All right. Look it up, wow. girl. She, she was at the. I'm premiere. going to. 
Honey, she was at the premiere of what was the movie that came out? Um, she was at some movie premiere recently, and my friend Mayday literally sent me a picture of it. Like, girl, look at this. And it's <laughs> a zoom in of Love Masisi's eye with no lash. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but I thought, you know, seeing her going full throttle, I thought she was quite good. Yeah. It, I think she just happened, was maybe a little camera shy. And if you're a producer on the show, you can't really work with that. No. Also, there was a lot of language problems. That's from what I've actually literally heard from production. Like uh, they told me that there was a lot of issues because she came off as saying she spoke perfect Dutch. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, she doesn't. She speaks way right. more Dutch than me. So whatever. I would never be able to, I wouldn't be able to hold a candle to her with the, with the Dutch. But she didn't speak enough where there's a big difference between understanding the language and getting the language like and right. really in the, the nuances in the language. And she doesn't have that, which caused a lot of problems for the show. Makes sense. Well, not a star for the look. I think she seems lovely. Excited to see what she does post show, but this look, not yeah, so yeah. I have to. I think. I think you and I have a similar taste. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. the audience: forty eight percent all star, fifty two percent not star. Uh, next up is Ivy Elise. No designers listed, but she wants us to remember her name. So there are a lot. There's a V on her belt and eyes all over her jacket. Um, this was fun and whimsical, and the the irony here is a friend of mine happened to be creating something very similar the day before the episode aired. So great minds. Um, I love the playfulness of the hair creating horns. I like this look. I was a fan of it. I, I, I enjoy Ivy. I'm literally trying to find it. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, I mean, I think she's, I think she's interesting. She's actually also one of the girls actually I really don't know at all. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it's interesting because, you know, she's part of the Mermaid Mesha's and like, which is kind of gone the wayward because now apparently she's joined yeah. another, another group. Ooh. Yeah. Drama. So, yeah. I forgot what the name of it, but apparently she's in a group now with Keta, Puni and, um, and Reggie. Okay. All right. That's what I've heard. I, think I saw okay. I, I, I saw some Instagram videos of that. All right. Yeah. Well, Envy and Abby found out about it when I was sitting in a dressing room with them, and they weren't. They were like, "Oh, we're gonna go tonight, and we're gonna bring we're gonna bring Janie, and she's gonna be the new mermaid, Mesha." <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was good. I think she's. I think it was quite clean looking. Yeah. The audience was 34% all-star, 66% non-star. I think uh -huh. it was one of those looks that looks better on camera because you see it, like, shaking and having fun, but... Yeah, oh, poor right. Ivy. Next up, next up uh, is the Countess. I believe her look is on her Instagram. The look is by Mama Queen Headpiece by the Countess. The fact that in every picture from the show, uh, from this runway, looks like the chandelier is part of her look is hilarious. She just must be that tall. Um... This is classic showgirl. She looks expensive. Choosing black, I think, gives her a bit of an edge. Um, the robe is sexy, and of course, her beat is on point. She's stunning. It's not on her Instagram. Hold on, I'm trying to remember the things. I just saw them all in different outfits, and I'm so confused about right. What I think what. It, I, it as of this morning it was on her Instagram because that's how I got uh, oh, the designers go. from it. Um, yeah, no, it's. Um... Well, I honestly, I think she's amazing. I mean, everything about her is she's just so high fashion and absolutely she's stunning. Like, I just think she's so stunning. Um, yeah. She's not the best performer, but the thing is, for her, you don't got to be. 
You know, nope. she's not going to be doing magazines on a runway. And she's exactly. like, exactly. Mi- mi- yeah, Miss Fame isn't the best performer, but she's doing very well for herself. Yeah, she lives in Switzerland, right over here by me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really love this look. I think this was a, a great way to end the season for her. I'll yeah. Give it an all star. She's really, I mean, I really find her beautiful. And the thing is, all of her clothes, like they're like real designer clothes. There yeah. was one dress, I think it was like a it was like a somebody told me it was like a fifty thousand euro dress. I feel like they were over exaggerating on that. The butterfly one, the butterfly looking one that yeah. she had. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Girl, apparently I, she, she ripped a hole in the bottom of it with her heel. And it was like no. a backstage of like crying. <laughs> but the designer Yeah, was like, I, I mean at that price, I could imagine that. <laughs> all star or not star? Where are you going with definitely all star? All star up and down. Yeah, yep, the audience agreed. 93% all-star, 7% Nostar. Next is Tabita, who I believe this is on her Instagram. Look by Patty Pam Pam. Hair by Wig Mason. Jewels by Stage Jewels. I appreciate a queen who gives you lining. Love when a queen takes that extra step. Pink and yellow, I think, are a great color combo. The hair is super fun. I adore that pink moment in the front. It gives the look some uh, flavor and coordination. I think the only thing I didn't love was the cut of the dress. It, it, it made me scared it would ride up a little too high. That being said, it was the only way she was going to get her face on the back of it, uh, which was so totally camp. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's great. She's like, I'm going to get every second I can out of this. Um, mm-hmm. I thought she looked amazing. Um, though that super hyper styled wigs, I think those are great. The only thing yeah. is, um, you know, she's a bigger girl. I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. a little bit of a bigger girl myself. I mean, I'm not, Tabitha is a very tall girl, you know? So yeah, the wig looks a little bit small on her. I always like having, I always like having a bigger, bigger wig because it just proportions. Yeah, exactly. But other than that, I mean, I can't even really say anything about it because I just think it's beautiful. I think, every, I think it's one of the most pretty I've ever seen her. Yeah. I gave it an all-star because I appreciate all-star. everything she's doing with it. The audience, not so kind, but again, I think it's a lot of loss in translation from watching it as an American viewer. The audience went 13% all-star, 87% not-star. I was oh. like, okay. Well, this and was, finally. This was yeah, the general, ahead. though. This was the general, though. I realized there's a big difference. At the um, at the, at the finale, she got the lar- the largest applause other than Vanessa. When they, when yep. they announced her, people started chanting Tabitha. She is like a legend here in the Netherlands. Everybody knows her and everybody knew her before Drag Race. So, And I I think what it came down to was that very first episode because for outsiders, we didn't know what her relationship was with Vanessa. And she's making these comments about um, trans people doing drag and her being an advantage. Right. And I think there were a lot of people who didn't take that as sarcasm. So that's where this target came on uh, to pizza, yeah. but but she was just being jovial and funny, and that's well, what she does that, because like, Vanessa laughed back at it. They're they're the thing is they're close friends. Like they, right. this and, is the thing that people also don't realize about this show, especially here in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. is that it's such a small country. Everybody knows each other. Like exactly. the production, ha- the production actually has trouble getting drama because. Everybody knows each other. Everybody works with each other. Everybody's friendly with each other. 
You know, like, and also everybody's also thinking after this, oh, I have to work with everybody too. So everybody tries to keep it together. So a lot of this stuff, when things happen, I mean, of course, like the fight between Vivaldi and Vanessa, that was real because I've I've seen that girl (laughs) lose her mind before. That was real. But, um, (laughs) you know, no, girl, (laughs) the the hot-headed comes out, let me tell you, darling. But... um, but no, but you know, that's what people people don't understand that, you know, making jokes with each other, that they're getting a little bit of a glimpse into the life of what drag queens actually do with each other. We're yeah. not politically correct when we're joking with our friends, you know? Right. Like, and I think that it was the editors didn't help her in that situation because I was like, I knew I know she's not being that malicious because Vanessa would not have taken it if if she was being um no. nasty. So it just to the merit to the international viewers it didn't translate as well and i hope we will be able to have some uh vindication for it to be because i think she is a legend and i think she does deserve respect and i hope it didn't tarnish her reputation at all i'll I'll tell you that i'll tell you this here it has not (laughs) she i mean that's all that matters honey she is happy and booked every day so she's doing love it all right, our last look in this section is Keta Minaj. Uh, it is on her Instagram. Look by Baron Bruce, hair by Sebastian Vonderham, pants by Isabel Schultz. Wow, this was a big old fuck you to the show for missing out on the finale as the dress, according to the subtitles, oh, reads true. bitch. Um, I think that's what the, the subtitle said, bitch. So if that's not what it actually meant, lost in translation once again. Maybe I um, maybe I, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Google Translate is bitch. So, yeah. I thought it was about truth, but okay. Anyway, I misread well, I, Maybe I misread it when I was watching. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, think she looks excellent. The black and white and silver are a, such a beautiful color combo. The shoulders are witchy and fun. The hair is cut and I, a dress that showcases latex pants. Yes, please. I thought this was incredible. I, 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 I adore her. One second. I'm trying to get to it. I have I li- I have like a bunch of their fan their fan things on my Instagram. <laughs> um, here we go. Uh, yeah, she looked incredible. I mean, but I I think she generally looked incredible the entire show. I agree. I agree. So yeah, this is and, an all star for me. And I think either whatever it was that was on that thing makes sense and works. <laughs> so it's fine. Exactly. The audience loved this look as well. Eighty-seven percent all star, thirteen percent not star. And then Fred comes out in a pastel fantasy with a wig that was clearly rented from Envy Peru. But I love it. Looks classy. Looks sassy. Um, well, I mean, it definitely was a major upgrade having Envy do the makeup this season. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, they it is the same. It's the same wig designers. I think it's wigs by Mason as well. Probably. Um, yeah, it's most things when Envy is involved, it seems to go with those wigs. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're just, they're amazing statement pieces. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Um, they like, uh, there was also a TV show here. I don't know if you guys have in the US yet. They're supposed to maybe, it's called Make Up Your Mind. Um, Not yet. It's like a new game show, but there's quite a few countries that picked it up now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, but like I was in the thing with it for it, and she had also Wigs by Mason did all of the wigs for that as well, the same thing. But there's just such a big difference between last year's and this year's looks and makeup because envy had her hand in like everything yeah you you could tell uh there there were definitely times during the podcast is like fred stole envy's face that is envy's face 
Yeah, well, guess who's out of a job for future Countess? Uh, Sorry, bitch. It's it's it's, it's oh. absolutely true. But Fred welcomes us to the finale as well as the jury for the night. We've got Marika Samolo, Carla Bouzhard, Robin Van Dorst, and season one winner Envy Peru looking exceptional as always. I say let's keep the tradition. Bring the winner back for the finale, and not just for Drag Race Holland, all of the franchises. Let's celebrate who won the season before. Bring them back. They know what th this finale is all about. Well, I also think that should be a thing that that's it's a thing that they deserve to be there for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they put in the time and the work, and they did the rain, and now it's time for her to pass over the crown. And you know, you would think that the person passing the crown down should maybe have a little bit of a say in who should be getting it. I agree. Before we move into the finale proper, Fred is going to do a little mini reunion and speak to each of the queens. Uh, Fred asked Juicy how it felt to be the first to leave. She says once she got home, she couldn't care less as they made bad decisions too. How is Reggie B feeling? She cried in a corner for three days. Um, and I just say you could have cried on my shoulder, but she, she actually, says it's time she, to show the real world the real Reggie B. She really did, though. Um, she actually, so, you know, her, she and I are very close. Mm -hmm. When she left, I didn't hear from her for the, she was home by herself for a day and a half, almost two days. I think it was the wrong elimination. I really, really do. I, I, I said justice for Reggie. Another example of where it's, it's it was blatantly done. I mean, mm -hmm. and also, oh, yeah. it, when you're watching it, you can see that she probably should have stayed. And I just remember they use every worst angle they could possibly find. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I for me, like, if you're going track record, she shouldn't have been in the bottom week one. Yeah, she had no right being in that bottom, but alas, what do I know? I know it we is, get it some dramatic. Yeah, yeah, we show. get some dramatic music, and it's time for Love Missy. The only thing Fred wants to ask her is why she didn't get rid of the mask for the lip sync. Her answer: the whole mask was glued on. Well, what bitch, this is your entire career. Rip it off. Well, and she's acting like she'd be un uh, be weird about it because that's literally what she looked like when she went to that premiere I told you about. No makeup exactly. on. I mean, Ivy did. You, we all saw what Ivy looked like when she ripped her prosthetics off. It's fine. Do it for Bro, the you gig. Do what you got to do, honey. Like exactly. That's it. But also at that point, I think she might have been ready to go, just because she was really. From what I've heard, I'm not really close with her, but from what I've heard from other people, she was really tired of trying to keep up with the language. It was really exhausting yep. for her. I can hear it. You know, she, she really lip sync. Yeah. She lip synced three times, so how is Ivy feeling? She says, it was very tense, but fun to do. She had the time of her life. Fred loves her jacket. Ivy. We get it. How much was that outfit the Countess is wearing? Very expensive. Would it Fred fit Fred with those ankles? The shade between those two. There definitely was a closeness. Well, the Countess yeah, got away with a lot. Girl, she was like two inches away from his face during Corona. You know that they were close, girl. <laughs> That is true. To be to the comedy queen, how is she? She's feeling very good. She enjoyed the journey and ready for the rest. Great answer. And finally, Keta Minaj, the last to leave. She was pissed because she went out just before the finale. She is proud of what she has done, and she hopes she's inspired other people to put on a dress and heels. She's inspired me, but not to go do the, the, the drag thing. I'll leave it to you all. You all, you all the pros. I'm not. I couldn't do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's great before we 
Yeah. Before we get to the three finalists, Fred sends us back in time as they enter the workroom two days ago, not knowing what to expect. And we're back to our regularly scheduled drag race. We have a cute little coordinated entrance with the finalists sharing wearing their sashes as they introduce one another. The queen with the biggest calves, My Little Pony. She's an international glamour queen, VVC, a.k.a. Vanessa Van Cartier. And she's a walking heartbeat, Vivaldi. Um, they are the top three. They can't believe it. Um, and they have no idea what is waiting for them. Vanessa reminds Vivaldi that she sent Keta packing. She apologizes to Pony, who is still in a bit of a state of shock. She's trying not to think about it, but she feels like is as if she just died. But she is going after the crown, not just for her, but for Keta. I love that. We love seeing the two of them still have this bond. Pony points out that this will be their last time around the table before they find out who the winner is. Vanessa says it's like a second home. I found this kind of interesting uh, based on scheduling, because I know there's usually like a day, uh, two days of um, filming before the actual crowning. So maybe they jam this into one single day. I try to remember. I remember. I know all the. I know all the girls went back for one day. I don't know if they did it maybe a crowning differently, but I know all the girls were there mm -hmm. for everything. The day, the, just one day. I did not hear about anything. Gotcha. Yeah, because usually we get like one more day, but around the table. But maybe they only have one day this time. The sad music starts to play, and we cut to Vanessa in confessional, getting emotional and clearly getting the winners at it here. Um, ever since she was little, she says she suffered from separation anxiety. And honestly, that was like the most realistic thing that I related to her all season is like, I have major anxiety issues from separation. I hate when things end. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> the final three share a special moment together with a group hug before they are rudely interrupted by RuPaul. Fred comes out, but wait, that's not Fred. It's Dutch recording star Famke Luis. Um, from what I have gathered, she is a YouTuber and singer with over a million followers. Um, are you familiar with her? Uh, yeah, I can't pronounce her name, but yes. Um, <laughs> a, yeah. You know, she sings in Dutch. So quite a few of my friends actually do, if they're going to do a Dutch song, they, a lot of them do mm -hmm. actually. Femke, yeah. A lot of them do yeah. her, um, do her numbers. She has some really great songs. I don't know what she's singing about, but she has some good songs. <laughs> yeah. Well, this song uh, was about celebrating, I believe. I think that's what the... The Google Translate said around this time. Um, but she is here to share. I know, I, I really can't. But she is here to share that they are going to make a music video with her song she wrote for them. As she says, it's about life being easy and therefore you should celebrate it. They will each be writing individual lyrics to their verses and work on choreography. Um, if you were thrown into this challenge, even on like the American version, how would you be in writing lyrics? Is that your um, forte? <laughs> well, I'm good at writing a parody. Like, if you like Eurovision, I instead of Rise Like a Phoenix, I do a whole thing called Rise Like a Penis. It's a story about being in a back, in a back room in Berlin. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, my God, I need to see this number. That's how I write. I, I'm, girl, I go right to the gutter. I do not, I'm not able to write classy things. It doesn't happen. I'm here for it. Well, Vanessa knows she wants to, what she wants to say, but she's having trouble putting it down on paper. Vivaldi is apparently making a flow chart with her name in it to decide what to write. And Puni is stressed out. It's the finale. She's struggling. Vivaldi says she wants to make her words absurd because that's who she is. She can do a lot of weird things with her voice, but the one thing she can't do is sing. 
clearly um, we'll see that later on. <laughs> Vanessa is struggling with what words rhyme with tail. Now, again, I know it's the subtitle, so maybe the Dutch word is like the equivalent of like orange or purple. I mean, we saw like the word home. That's really, really hard to uh, rhyme with as Blue Hydrangea taught us as she rhymed home with home. Um, but no, no, this is an easier word. The rhyme that Vivaldi offers for um, Vanessa is anal. So there's that. Because <laughs> that's what you expect Vanessa Van Cartier to sing about, anal. Definitely not. Over, exactly. <laughs> Girl, she is a lady through. I mean, I'll tell you, when you're in closed doors, she is far from it. But in front of people, she is a lady. She I mean, is a girl, honey. We saw that acting challenge last week. She likes to have fun. Honey, she is, I will tell you, I love her, but she is without a doubt the queen of a pageant answer. She is the queen of the pageant answer, really. She really is. That's fair. Bomka returns to tell them that it's time to learn some choreo and meet with Fred for his super in-depth podcast. I mean, we stand podcasts on this podcast, so I'm here for it. Now, the way they edited this was a bit different than how we usually see Rue and Michelle do their chat with the finalists. All three contestants are going to be intersected with one another. So rather than talk about it that way, we're going to discuss it person by person, if that's cool with you. But first, we have Josephine, who is the editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan. Why is she there? Well, we learned that the winner will have an eight-page photo shoot and interview with Cosmo. That's a cool prize. That's a great prize. It's yeah, that's a great, but definitely better than a dress that was rejected by Beyonce last year. Yep, that's it. That's that's, that's the tea. Which, by the <laughs> way, did I tell you that the back was stained? Just saying. <laughs> oh my god. Well, we're gonna start off with Vanessa. Fred asks how long she's had the dream of being a model. Uh, she says, since you decided to be an artist, you want to show the people who you are. It's a unique opportunity for people to know more about them. And I, I, I feel that. So how do her parents feel? She says it's been a lifelong struggle. Her father never understood the LGBT community. She felt he was pushing her to do something she didn't like at all. When she had her final surgery, she called her dad and said it was done. And he said he no longer had a child. She had chosen her life. She then says that out of the blue, a few months later, her father called from Italy and asked if she forgave him. And she said she can't wait to see him. This was really heartwarming. I mean, this is not a unusual story to hear. No. And, you know, when she had when she had her when she had her surgery, because um, she, uh, you know, I was on the phone with her and stuff. And like literally, like, I think it was like the next day, you know, and it was really it was a really a tough time for her. And she definitely went into some dark points during yeah. that time because it's really a struggle i don't think you know i, I don't think ever, a lot of people understand what it is when people actually have that surgery like how much pain and how much work and how much time goes into it and you know it was really hard when that whole thing happened with her dad but when he did call back because her mom was always supportive of her always mm -hmm. like from day one it was always supportive but you know her father finally came around about it i think i think it was also the idea that she was having such a major surgery and that he could have he could have lost her, you know, because right. it really is such a dangerous surgery. Um, I think it, I think it kind of clicked in his head and maybe he was like, oh, you know, it, it made it, it made what's important in life actually kind of come out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's hard to hear this kind of thing. But it, it, again, it's not unusual. She's not the only one to experience it. But 
being able to share it on a show like this, that may help someone in the future. That may be that connection that that child and their parent needs to see um, that it that can get better. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, knowing her from before she had transitioned when she, when she, before becoming a woman, she was such, she was such a shy, timid, quiet person. She would sit in a corner, like folded up a lot, like always having her arms crossed, you know, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, a very defensive thing. And to what she's become now, where she's really blossomed into this incredible person. This is always the person that she was really meant to be. You know, that's, that's incredible. You know, she is asked what she will do with her victory. Should she win? And it's saying using this huge platform, she wants to share her story and inspire people. And you know what she has, even in eight episodes, she's done so many important things. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, she's inspired me in life in general. You know, she, she's an inspirational person. And I also hope from her winning that, you know, people are going to get to know her even more and they'll really get to see. Absolutely. How much one how much of an amazing person she is and really be able to learn from her journey because she really has had a rough journey in life absolutely you know? next up we have vivaldi and fred tells vivaldi that the first time he saw her she thought she was cuckoo and then as he got to know her she discovered maybe she's a little creative how can you be so young and creative he asks vivaldi says it's different but you throw the gates open and when she has a sparkle of an idea it just flows out Vivaldi says it's most important in her drag to show who Vivaldi is. Who is Vivaldi? Everything. In drag, she can do anything from classic to minimal and big tits. Always the big tits. She knows she she knows she really reminds me of some with the big boobs and everything like that. A who? little bit of Heidi Ho. Yep. Right? Right. I kept on there was the week I sent it to her. I sent a, one of the images to Heidi and she yeah, yeah. it's definitely Heidi Ho. The first time when she did the burlesque when she did the burlesque thing, I was like, oh my god, it's Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho's yep, on It's Absolutely now. Heidi. Yep, there it is. She is asked how old she is. She says 22, and then is followed up with she's got a lot to learn. Fred notes that she seems to put on an act of positivity when she is asked how she truly feels. Vivaldi says it's not an act, but that she doesn't she's not keen on emotions crying was a new emotion for her she reveals that she hadn't cried in three years uh something inside her stops she says that she feels uncomfortable unpleasant and basically feels like shit meanwhile i cry every five seconds so i don't know those feelings but at age 22 you want to you want to preserve your feelings you don't want to like show the vulnerable side so i get it yeah, I mean, it definitely, it definitely makes sense. You know, she really is. She's an artist. You know, she absolutely. Artists, I feel like artists, like artists' brains are very complicated. You know, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to really get what's going on inside there. You know, unless you're on the same wavelength as them. And absolutely. Yeah. But who inspires Vivaldi? It is Lady Gaga. Um, she says that uh, Gaga says, be, "Be your best self." And she has a born this way tattoo on her arm, which I don't think we had seen this season, but I appreciate it. The amount of people I know with a Lady Gaga inspired tattoo, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lady Gaga sings about being yourself. And I mean, I Mm -hmm. think all of us in the gay community can really identify with everything that she sings about. You know, she's such Mm -hmm. a supporter anyway, you know, and she's a good time gal, just like all of us want to be, too. Yep. And she gets to wear what all the drag queens want to wear. Exactly. (laughs) 
we learn that Vivaldi's father is no longer with us. She says it gets to her more now, and she's upset that he can't see her grow into who she is and who she will be. He never got to know the real her. And I, I get this feeling hardcore. I lost my father last year, and it's, it's sad to know there are things that you're going to eventually accomplish that they're not going to be around to experience with you. So I, I, I felt for Vivaldi here. But she is ready to Vivaldify the world. She wants to show that it's not too late and you don't have to stay a sourpuss. Because that's how she was portrayed most season. Yeah. Finally, they, yeah. They kind of threw into the bitch into the bratty kid a little bit, I think. You sometimes. needed a villain somehow. Yeah, but that's the thing. You can't get a villain when everybody knows each other. It doesn't exactly. work. Exactly. Finally, we have My Little Pony, and Fred reminds us that Keta was a good friend and an ex-partner who took on this competition as well, so how was that for her? She says, with an ex, you go through all these phases of jealousy and how to deal with each other with a new boyfriend, but they studied together, so they developed and grew up together. They liked the same things, started drag together, and they are glad they shared this experience together. It is now talk to, time to talk about her dad, the famous cartoonist. What did he think of Poonie? Well, we learned he loved it. Uh, he had created vulgar characters, so from coming out to everything she's done, nothing was ever too much for him. Poonie was drawing from an early age uh, and was drawn to American comics with superheroes with big tits and small waists, and that's kind of where Poonie, the character, came from. And she says if she wins, she wants to do something bigger than her in performance. She wants to do something for the community and beyond. Uh, one thing I think we learned about uh, My Little Pony this season is she's a really good actress. She can act. Yeah, she actually is quite good at it. Um, so, like, I would love to see some, like, marriage of theater and drag well, see what I, she can put out. I'm pretty sure that she also has musical theater background. That's also why. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. you have to know the sing, dance, and act. Absolutely. I know she can dance, but, yeah, I mean, as far as musical theater acting, I'm pretty sure, you know, so she's done this as a profession, so... She better be good at it. Otherwise, she wouldn't be making no money. <laughs> That's true. I think this was really interesting, not only because the editors chopped it up in a very odd way, because like we had like a really dramatic moment from Vanessa, then go right into Vivaldi. It was a weird editing, but um, I think this was all really about Vanessa. Like She just tugged at your heart every time she spoke in this interview. Um, I feel like Vivaldi was the most free-spirited and the first time we really saw her with her guard down which it took eight episodes to get there but we finally got there yeah i mean it just takes time it also you remember it's also very uncomfortable i think i mean i feel like if i was on the show having a camera in my face 24 7 would drive me crazy <laughs> absolutely i it, I, mean, it's, I get it's, weird just doing instagram live so <laughs> it's a culture shock it really really is well, now we're going to move over to choreography. Here we go again. Gerald is back to choreograph, but this time he's brought along three hunks. Damien, Fron, and Jesse. My DMs are wide open. Um, and Gerald tells the queens, focus on him because he knows what's up. He knows that they're just going to focus on the eye candy. <laughs> um, he starts off with the choreo from the last chorus. It is, I'm going to say it was such drag choreo. Like I've seen almost every drag queen do those moves before. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, I know specifically for Vanessa. I mean, it was, girl, this would, must have been easy for for Poony. But yeah. Vanessa, Vanessa freaks out when you just do a side, like a step touch. Like, she really <laughs> does. She really, like, when we've done choreography stuff together in the past, she's like, no, 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 I'm just going to stand here and you do it around me. Like, she, re <laughs> she will do every possible thing she can. Such to a pageant queen. 
Oh, 100%. But that don't work when you're with a bunch of drag queens, girl. You're doing it with us, No, babe. no. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so when I saw her doing the choreography, I was like, I, I was like literally sitting in, I was sitting in my chair at the finale because that's what I decided not to watch it until I was actually at the crowning. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, yes. And she was sitting at the table right behind me. I was like, work, bitch, work. And she was cackling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she did very well. I mean, Vivaldi, so we watched Vanessa first, who is trying to be a perfectionist and gets frustrated that she can't nail it on the first try, which I understand. I am that person as well, like perfection from the start. Um, but come on, let's be real. We need to have one little flaw in the winner's edit. She can't be perfect at everything. Well, I'm just glad she kept on going because she does, when it comes to things like choreography, for some reason she she gives up right away. Yeah. But I'm so glad that she kept on going and did because she nailed it, I thought. but Yeah. I do. I agree. Vivaldi and Confessional loves that Vanessa's struggling. Wasn't that like so two episodes ago? Didn't you, I thought you were like all besties again? What what's going I'm on sure, with this editing? I'm sure that's tongue in cheek. You know what I mean? They, oh, they absolutely. Were, Honestly, that. I feel like that clip was from two episodes ago. I don't think that was from that actual moment. <laughs> um, did you notice how annoying everyone's shoes were while they were doing the choreo? Did you notice how squeaky that floor was? Yeah, no, I didn't actually. I was I was yeah, busy looking at them, make it like them like trying, but I wasn't looking at the shoes. Well, yeah, no, it, it, you didn't hear you you heard the shoes. It was it's like shoes on a basketball court. You hear that weird squeakiness. It was so yeah. annoying. But we have Vivaldi who has her turn to do her solo choreo. Uh, she's on a road box, getting to be all sexy, and she's basically told to kick up those legs and do it doggy style. Not hard for her, I'm assuming. Well, what I thought was funny is she would, you know, when you're thinking about somebody being sexy and doing things that you're not thinking Vivaldi, you know what I mean? No, not, not at character. all. Nothing against her because I, I love her. I love her aesthetic, but she's not the sexy one, you know? No, not and at I all. I thought it was interesting watching her turn into the sexy one. It was like, yeah. when it was like with Bianca when she's doing the sissy that walk thing and they're like, look sexy. She was telling me this. She was like, yeah, look sexy. She's doing that walk thing. She's supposed to like be working. It's like, that's not Bianca at all. No, not at all. And then Pony is showing ass before she is asked to kick up. Um, she will be sending her physical therapy receipts to Gerald, which I appreciate. Good. She knows her body. Um, but she did it well. She, again, she knows how to move her body well. So this wasn't going to be hard for her. But we get to Vanessa's solo choreo, where she is asked to caress and touch up a very sexy man. Was I jealous? No, not at all. Never. Of course not. Um... I just can't remember how human touches. Like it's been a very long time since I've had physical <laughs> contact. But good for you, Vanessa. Have have fun with your sexy man. I love it. Was easy goes, choreo for her. I love when she goes. My tits are in the way. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. We're now going to go back to the runway. There is no final workroom, so that's why I'm not sure if there was like uh, how it was filmed, but. We are jumping right onto the runway. Each queen will walk and then have a little chat with Fred. So we are going to combine all the things as we discuss each finalist. But first, we're going to go out of order and discuss the music video. Um, this was professionally shot. I was like, fuck yeah, this looks gorgeous. It looked amazing. And like when you're watching the choreography, you're like, okay, I don't know how exactly. Like, I just didn't envision what they actually did. It looked great. Yeah, it was so well done. Uh, so Vanessa is going to kick us off uh, with the deep vocal as she raps. Uh, the lyrics are, born as a boy, there was no joy. 
now I'm a woman and I hear you go, wow. I mean, look at her. I think that sparkly number was gorgeous. That hair, she looks incredible. Yeah, actually, the um, that outfit is actually part of the cast show that I do with her. Um, that uh, that I do with her in Rotterdam. So. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely one of those dance outfits that you have sensible to bring thirty beaded, of. Sensible beaded fringe, darling. The Thai children are missing <laughs> fingers, but she looks amazing. <laughs> she looks gorgeous. Um, did she call out Vivaldi and the phone in her lyrics? Yes, she did that, and that for me is crown worthy. I was like, if you're going to rem- remind the kids what this season was all about, it was about the phone gate. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah. That I mean, that was, that was really the only big thing. And I have to tell you, you know, people really got crazy with her. Like she legit got death threats over the, over a phone, over a phone thing. It's crazy. It's crazy. The fandom is toxic. We've, I've said it before. The drag race fandom all over is toxic. Yeah. I mean, cause I was like, we were, uh, when that whole thing happened, we were doing a show in Rotterdam. It was me, her, and like, I'm the only one in the show that's not on Drag Race. <laughs> Literally everybody else is. So they're all sitting around her, like comforting her because she was getting like these crazy hate nails. I mean, I, I get, I get, it was drama and everything, but it was definitely not that crazy. Like, I mean, yeah. it was screaming. It was just a regular argument. I mean, I've seen many of those in a dressing room. Like, you know, there was nothing Fair. like spectacular. Yeah. But. Yeah, it, it was definitely one of those interesting moments to watch on tv because again it's like how how did we get to this point it really came, went from zero to uh, uh world war three well maybe you're just not used to being in a, in a dressing room with 10 drag queens that could also be because girl that's, a, that's honestly an occurrence honestly if i am producing a show and there are more than two drag queens in a room i say i will see you out on stage goodbye i don't want to i don't i will not play mediator i can't do it yeah, girl, I have an idea for a reality show. They should just take 10 drag queens, one mirror, and say you have a, you have a half hour to get ready. See what happens. That's it. That is it. it oh, and you got to do it in, like, the dressing room, a.k.a., like, the office of a uh, CD Industry? bar. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You said it. You said it. it. Uh, <laughs> My Little Pony is going to bring you some English in her lyrics alongside Dutch, which I think was a really smart move on her part. Um I love the blue latex with the body harness. It was hot and she looked good. I know she's um she's a really good looking boy. Yeah, uh she's, she's of a certain a really age. Yeah, she's of a certain age according to some people, but she looks good. I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah, she looks very she looks very good. <laughs> yep, and then we bring back um Famke Louise with the chorus as she is singing in what seems to be some version of like new york because there was like the statue of liberty present i'm not sure whether they're trying to set it but it kind of i think it was supposed to be new york i honestly don't know yeah i mean i'm, I'm thinking it was I'm interesting watching the video yeah but i mean i feel like that's just a plain generic backdrop sort of situation yeah. you know? it was the it was the statue of liberty as like that feels very pointed i'm not sure why but go but off me- let me tell you something about being in Europe. All Europeans think New York is like the pinnacle. So that could be very much why. And you tell them, ah, don't, don't. Oh, girl, I that. will be milking that I'm from New York City for the rest of my life. I, it will keep be it on that. In- phone. Yeah, keep it as your screen name. You got it. <laughs> um, then we're going to have some of the, the girls in front of like a green screen in new looks that were created clearly for them. Um, they looked incredible, but they're going to be spinning a hula hoop. 
Um, they're going to be eating bananas, which was, again, I'm not sure how that translates to drag, but okay. Um, it was just, I think it was, so, it was something weird. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, well, I, 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 I've mentioned it before, but ever since Drag Race España, I'm traumatized by bananas and putting them in their mouth. <laughs> Carmen, Carmen Ferrala, oh, that was terrifying. But Vivaldi whispers her name and moans, and I feel like this is the fashion queen go-to when they have to do a track on the show because they just don't know how to write lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> facts are facts. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, also now, honest, I didn't necessarily, I, I didn't, because um, I didn't read all the Google Translate on the song, so I didn't really get all of all of the stuff I was trying. Well, to here's what I, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain what I the, what I just found based on the Google Translate for her lyrics. Um, it says on the closed captioning, "Okay, for starters, so much respect for Corona." Wait, what? Like that has to be a mistake. That cannot be what she was singing about, right? I don't. I don't know. Because like when I'm listening, like, sometimes respect for Corona. No. no, when they're when there's I'd have to listen back to it again, because like the thing is, like when I'm listening to the lyrics to things, I usually get like every third word. Fair. That's fair. I do. I do. I, can, I usually know enough to piece it together. But I mean, yeah, there's got to be a misunderstanding. There must have been some word that was like left out or mistranslated. Yeah. You know, like it was, it was very weird watching. Yeah. And then we see the final chorus choreography. They all did it very well. Overall, I think this was really, really well done. It was a solid music video. If you put it on MTV, it would probably be binge-worthy. I'd watch it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, I think they did a great job. I think it was super professional. I was honestly shocked, actually, of how professional the video looked. I really yeah, was. It was really well done. Well, we're gonna do the runway now. Category is best drag look, and in honor, we are going to play crown it or frown it. Um, and we'll start off with the first one on stage, which was Vivaldi. No designers were listed on her Instagram because I don't think she posted a photo quite yet. She also makes a lot um, of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this wig is Vivaldi, but this is what I expect from Vivaldi. It's whimsical. It's playful. It's colorful. It's a bit too much, but it works. Um, I love the Dolly influences in the print. References, I think, are important. The mismatched shoes are a choice, but I feel like only Vivaldi would be able to pull those off. Well, like I said, the hair is in... yeah. Go ahead. Like a dolly kind of thing, wasn't like that's the kind of the idea. Yeah. The, the idea that she was going for. Yeah, the hair is incredible. It is strange to see her in blonde, but it is so intricate with it and with the stoning that it doesn't feel as jarring as like a regular blonde wig would be for her. Um, I love the vinyl jacket. Um, I think the fabric on the cape needed to be elevated because it really did just feel like a basic fabric. But um, there was one shot of Vivaldi walking and you see Reggie B and all you see is her face looking like she wasn't impressed. It, I was like, uh-oh, she's, she's jealous. She's, she's not happy right now, is she? Or she's well, been there for hours filming. Reggie, Reggie, yeah. Well, one, they were exhausted. Like people don't realize it looks, it's like a tiny little clip. But they filmed them doing that runway literally like 15 times. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Oh, and so they just one... caught Reggie at the worst time. Yeah, exactly. And enough, they love to do that. Um, and then another little thing, I don't know how much they did, if I know they've done it in the past one, they would film it a couple times without the judges there and then do a final 
a final runway with the judges. Mm -hmm. So they could have been walking back and forth. They could be standing there for eight hours in those heels. So, yep. But yeah, I think this look, I mean, I'm here for it. I think this is quintessential Vivaldi. I think it's cool how she like, it's some of the prints are like the prints that you find in the bottom, in the bottom of the, uh, the baskets and the fabric stores. And you're like, Oh, I feel bad for these. I'm going to put these into an outfit now. Like, I think it's really cool. how Like some of the prints that she used, you know? Yeah. I I'm here for it. Carlos says Vivaldi always adds color and her sense of color on the piano was really good. He calls the heels crazy. Robin says she knows the classics with the ode to Dolly. Um, she can turn something old into something new without copying it, making it her own. Envy says she's a real hair artist, a brilliant makeup artist. She was just missing makeup on her hands as it doesn't match the skin tone. And they're all like, really? That's the critique you're going to give her for the finale? But okay. And Fred says it's odd, but he enjoyed seeing her emotion on the podcast. He tells her to show her personality a bit more and work at it. Stay true to yourself and don't listen to what others have to say. I think this is a great look. I would crown it. I would crown it also. I also the audience. Wanna, I would say I also feel like a lot of these, a lot of these comments that the, the bad comments that the judges made. I feel like it was like really them stretching for something. Absolutely. Like, I felt Absolutely. like it was blatantly stretching. Like you, like they said, well, you have to figure out something. You know, yes, like it literally was that. Because she looks. I, I'm sorry, but I think I think all three of them, but they all look spectacular. Every one of them. I agree. I fully, fully agree. The audience agreed too. They were 96% crown it, 4% frown it. Fred shows Vivaldi a photo of little Tim. Vivaldi tells him that life is not going to be easy. You're different. Be yourself. Don't be a mean girl. Don't cheat. Don't bring phones. Just be yourself because you're good enough. Fred asks if she's proud. She says she's fucking proud. It was her dream to be there and to make it to the final finale. Amazing. So that was our moment with Vivaldi. I think it was, she said what she needed to say. I don't, she's not a pageant queen. She's not used to giving these pageant answers. So I felt like anything she was going to say was not going to be as strong as clearly the other two were going to be. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it's, it, it's very honest. It was a very honest. Yeah, absolutely. Thing. And I was thinking like, when I was watching, I was thinking like, what would I say? And what she said really is, great advice if you could say it to yourself absolutely you know it's absolutely true yep next up vanessa van cartier look by dun and dark jewels by glam studio jewels this in my eyes is the greatest crowning look in the history of drag race at me i dare you like this no one has worn anything better than this i gagged i was so in shock how stunning this was she is going for gold um, yes, gold fabric can be very dangerous. It can look cheap, but this gown and the armor is anything but. She looks regal. She looks otherworldly. I was so impressed. And the the, the, the detailing is so sensational. Um, the earpiece fucked me up. And she shaved her head. Um, to go bald to make this look even grander. That's how you win a patch. Well, you know, well, first and foremost, the designer that she worked with, he's impeccable. He's one of the, his mm-hmm. garments in general are so well formed. Like when you look at the inside, like they're just so well structured, but also she has also great taste and she was involved in the designing as well. But I think for me, the most amazing thing about the whole thing is honestly that she shaved her head because yep. again, she's a close friend of mine. And 
that has been an issue for her. Her like, as long as I've known her, she's been uncomfortable. And since she transitioned, not having because she has you know a a problem with a hairline, and it's really been a problem for her. And the fact that she was able to do this and say fuck it, I mean. I, yeah, I almost cried when she came out. I know yeah. the, the, the crazy thing is, I already knew that she shaved her head because I saw her right after the right after the actual filming. So she came to my job and she was bald. I was like, "What happened?" You know? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you don't expect it to happen, but you can see the confidence that she had walking on that stage, looking the way she did. It was amazing. I was so happy for her, and like I literally, I literally almost started crying when she walked out, and I knew it was coming. I knew it was happening. Yeah, and I still well, was like, it was the first time you were seeing it in full reality. In the full thing, yeah, exactly. So, Arlo says she is always gunning for gold. He likes how she was able always tells a story. He asks what the story behind being bald is, and she says she had a visible hair loss and she hid behind a a wool cap and headband. She made it this far, and she wanted to be free on the runway with the color of gold, the highest medal in the Olympics. Drag race is her Olympics. Marike says the whole trans community will be very proud of her. She says everything she's been telling them is so daring and inspiring. It's ludicrous that this is daring for many. She tells her that she has the glow and magic of Amanda Lepore. Not necessarily the, the correlation, the analogy I would make, but... I, I, was I get say, where she's trying to go there. They're just going. They're just. They're just throwing out names of trans women. But I get what they're That's, saying. Exactly. Uh, Robin tells her that she has a femme. She was a femme fatale in the video. She says the outfit is a presence. It's futuristic and classic combined, and thinks all her future incarnations will be beautiful. Envy tells her mom that she doesn't need frills. That she can take us elegantly into her story. Her outfit is gorgeous. The only thing is the volume of the of the skirt was a bit too much. Just you wait, Envy Peru. Just well, you wait. Best, Mother is full of surprises, darling. The best thing about that, you know full well that Envy knew about what was under that dress, girl. Okay? Yeah, she That's had to have real. known. She did know. I know for a fact she knew. <laughs> okay, and like, Fred, yeah. Fred says she is a source of inspiration. He says the efforts of shaving her head deserves all of his respect. Crown it, as I, I've said already, this is my favorite look in the history of the show. It's incredible. incredible. Yeah, the only the only other look I would say that would come to come, that would come to a similar thing for for me is the one with Bianca in the silver. That's fair. That's fair. But it's and it's funny that it's all the metallics. But like really, I mean, Vanessa looked spectacular. I love really? it. It is ninety-two percent crown it from the audience, eight percent frown it. All right. So Fred shows Vanessa a photo. Who is it? We get a bit of a thunderclap, a giant gulp, and Vanessa shares that it is little Aurelio. Before we get to her comment, was this okay? Should Vanessa have been asked permission before being shown an image of her old self? I know we have to be very careful with that on the other show when RuPaul did it um by asking permission so i think i would have liked vanessa to have given permission to have well, this I'm, moment i feel like they probably did they just didn't record it this is again where you start to get the mm-hmm. issues of what needs to be shown what does it and the and the misunderstandings in europe because fair, in europe fair. they're not like you know they they were being as 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 far as i know they were trying to do their best as far as uh, being politically correct, but it probably didn't occur to them that that's something they had to do because sure. this is something I'm not saying it's right, but it is something that is mm-hmm. a new concept here in Europe. And 
you know, things that were acceptable 10 years ago are not anymore. So people are still having trouble, I think, adjusting to this right. stuff. Yeah. You know? Cause I mean, again, I'm, I, I think you're right. I think she must've been asked before hit, but it, it would, it, it would take me off guard, I think. Um, um, yeah. You know, the other thing, like, it's another thing also like with pronouns here, like a lot of people still generally use ladies and gentlemen. Right. You know, and it's, that I don't necessarily know that they're super sensitive about it. I mean, I'm sure she knew what was going on. Vanessa also it fully accepts herself and has spoken about herself fully, but I don't know, maybe if it was somebody else, maybe they would have been upset, but I feel like she knew Fair. what was coming anyway ahead of time. Yeah. So what does Vanessa tell him? She was five years old and thanks him without him. She couldn't become the woman she is today. Life won't be easy. Lots of falling over and getting up. And when you think it's over, keep on fighting. She's living in a different body, but you will always be in my heart. Fight for your dreams because they will all come true. You just have to believe in them. That, I think, was a great answer. It didn't feel like a pageant answer. It felt like an authentic answer. Yeah, I think it was. An, I think it really was an authentic answer. Um, I mean, she is also very professional at making pageant answers sound sincere there you but go. <laughs> I, do also, I do also honestly think that it was it was really a heartfelt thing and i think this is something that she probably has thought about before absolutely you know and uh, like another like a uh, she also she's faced herself as, as how she was before many like she has pictures of her before her transition in her house mm -hmm. you yeah. know it's not something I mean, that hides away we, from yeah we did see uh on the episode stevie was on the photo of the two of them which that was the moment that I broke down on the show. I was like, that is just beautiful. That's actual love. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite, it's, it's an interesting story. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, but like she, you know, she acknowledges who she, who she was and who she is now, you know, she acknowledges the growth, but it also doesn't make her any less of a woman by admitting that what she, Absolutely. What she was before, because she always was a woman, you know, she always was who she is. She just needed the ability to make her body to the place where she could blossom into the thing that she's supposed to be. Absolutely. Next up is my little pony look by Isabel Schultz hair by wig Mason nails and lashes by Gaia. Um, I love how this is a great book and to her entry look with the blue and pink bow and having this here, but the hair is fucking incredible. Like rose gold is an, is a gorgeous color to play with. And the corset in purple and gold is really, really stunning. She's giving us fashion warrior. Those sparkly gold heels are cunt. Um, again, another really great look. Three solid looks here. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone, that's what I said. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with anybody's look. That's the thing. Like, mm. they really had to fish for it. You know? They sure did. Carlos says that she's always on cue and she knows how to get the attention and to find the spotlight. Some would say she hasn't been in the drag world that long, but he feels like her moment is now. Marike says she can do everything and she can't wait to see what's lying ahead for her. She says the outfit is great, but she's not keen on the tights. Eye roll. Robin says she's not afraid to show herself. Uh, they liked her performance in the video as it was funny, sexy, and really nice to watch. Envy says she knew she could dance and act and turn it out. And it turns out she can rap as well. She says she didn't did she did really well in the music video, and with the look, she could be in the same movie as her as Warrior Princesses. And Fred says she's professional, she delivers, she's a star. I give this a crown it. I'm here for it. 
Definitely a crown it, but every one of them was a crown it. So <laughs> exactly. Audience, 91% crown it, 9% frown it. Fred is going to show her a photo of little Boris. She tells him you're a, you're sweet, a little bit naive. Boy, when you're a little older, you'll realize that your family is not all going to be great. Tell your dad you love him more often because he's not going to make it. Don't let anyone dim your light. There's a lot you can do. And just because others say it's too much, don't be afraid. Be proud of yourself. You can be who you want to be. Again, another strong answer. Yeah, and super heartfelt. And, you know, that, the, the comment about the father thing, that's really, a, that's really a thing. You know, that's really like, I think that was super honest. You know, and I think a lot of yeah. times, a lot of us who have lost family members and stuff are really mm -hmm. able to identify with that. Absolutely. Well, Fred needs to drop one of the top three, but who is it going to be? This is hard. However, will he decide? Well, it's time to phone a friend. It is RuPaul in a very canned video. Uh, so who will Ru suggest to go home? Are you kidding me? She has no idea. She doesn't watch the show. She doesn't even know who's on the show. Uh, she tells Fred not to fuck it up because she will come over there and set her him straight, um, which I think was code for Fred. I'm ready to fire you and hire Envy Peru. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> The finalists return as Fred is not quite ready to make a decision. So it's time to welcome back season one queen who has the results of something that was decided. Mama Queen returns as last season's Miss Congeniality. Did I miss that? When did I don't remember that from last season? Did I block it out or was that something that happened off camera? I honestly, I honestly don't remember if they did that during the crowning, but I do know that she had won Miss Congeniality. Because all the girls had Interesting. voted. Interesting. I didn't remember. I didn't remember that at all. Maybe I blocked it out because I was just so angry. Um, but I don't. I don't know. Um, Fred asks what miscongeniality means, and Mama says that it's being the sweetest, most helpful girl. Is that what miscongeniality means to you? Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's no. a stretch of but an answer. That's also, but that's also why I really think the one who the one who deserved to get miscongeniality again. It's mostly based on my on my personal experience, but Tabitha is really like a mama to everyone. Yeah, Tabitha absolutely. Is there. You need to cry, you can call Tabitha. You need to bitch about something, you can call Tabitha. You need advice, you call Tabitha. You're having a problem with a with a with an employer and you're not sure what to do. She always has advice. She's like that's real. That's what I think. Miss Congeniality is someone who's a, who's a, a pillar of support. Yep, she is the winner, and she's going to win a photo shoot with Fritz Koch. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. I love that all the photos they showed of his work are like all kind of like nude. And I was like, I don't think that's the direction uh, Tabitha's going to go, but maybe you never know. That girl, there's, there's always Photoshop. <laughs> there's always Photoshop. Um, now, again, did she deserve the title? You were vouching for her. I understand it. Um, I think the American viewers were taken a bit aback. Um, it, it, again, it's the Dutch sharpshooting personality that didn't translate the same way. I did go on uh, the Reddit and, oh, my God, some of the comments were, um, yeah. but again, oh, you, not so nice. You have to remember, like, this is vote, it, the miscongeniality. They decide who's miscongeniality. Right, exactly. The thing is, again, like, all of us have her phone. Every drag queen and every drag queen has her phone number. And she she's one of the few people that, like, she'll, out of nowhere, if she hasn't heard from me in, like, a week or something, she'll shoot you a text. Hey, girl, everything good? How's everything going? Like, that's that's why she got it. I, I love it. She has that relationship with everybody, you know. And there's this, that is something that was also very much lost, I think, on this show is 
They don't, mm-hmm. the, most people don't get the back, the, the backstory between everything, you know? Like, exactly. There's a lot, I feel like there might've been a lot of holes that I just maybe automatically filled in. I agree. Cause I feel like, again, I've, I, 2021, I've not missed an episode of Drag Race cause I've covered them all. I think it's, they're about 10 minutes shorter than all the other international seasons. 10 minutes is a lot of time you can fill with backstory and learning about these Queens. And I think that is what felt weird about the season, why it felt so fast because it did go really fast. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did feel like they were a little bit shorter. I mean, I didn't really notice. I didn't, I mean, I wasn't looking at the actual timing, but I mean, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like like holes in there. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we spent more time with the judges and the critiques than we did with the Queens in the workroom. I want to learn about the Queens screw the critiques because we can kind of get them double handed because they do sell them to the girls and then they have their like little panel where they discuss it. Yeah. And shorten I gotta, that. I want it. I want the Queens. I gotta be honest with you, especially after the first season, I didn't even bother listening to the critiques because half of them are complete bullshit. Like they really are. They're literally just stretching and looking like, it's like, the, it's like the judges need their moment. You know what I mean? Like exactly. it's, not, it's the girl's time. <laughs> like Exactly. That's how I feel. Now is the time we're going to eliminate the queen who will finish in third place. And that queen is Vivaldi leaving Vanessa and my little pony in the final lip sync. Do you agree with that elimination? Um, yeah, I do. I mean, I, th- I feel like she's I, I, as awesome and cool. I think as I think she is, I think that she, um, I think she's the more green of the whole of the three of them. And she really, yeah. uh, she could do some more growing. I think she's, again, I'm not saying that I don't think she's amazing. I think she's really amazing. But I do think that, I mean, you put her next to Vanessa. Vanessa's obviously the stronger choice. You know, Puni is mm-hmm. more of a, a mature, a m- mature adult character. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I fully agree with this decision. Um, again, I know there's a lot of controversy. Should Vivaldi have been eliminated two episodes ago? Maybe, yeah. I mean, rules are rules. Is this going to open up a can of worms in future seasons? Who the hell knows? But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but before the final lipstick, the finalists are going to have a chance to say something to one another. Vanessa tells Puni that she knew she was going to meet nice people, but she conquered her heart with her kindness, purity, and talent. She'd like to win, but if Puni wins, she'll be happy for her because she's a great guy and a great drag queen. And then we have Puni telling Vanessa that she can't beat that. But she's, she's intrigued by Vanessa's story, by who she is and what she stands for. She won another sister she'll never forget. She thinks she's a wonderful example for the trans community and for their community. I love this moment. I thought it was really, really special to have the two of them, like, just have a moment together before, like, you fight each other. Yeah, and also, again, it's bringing it back to the whole, like, everybody knows each other and kind of mm-hmm. making it like, oh... You know, they do like each other. So no matter what happens at the end, it's okay. Yeah. The lip sync song is going to be This Is My Life by Shirley Bassey. Is there ever a more perfect final lip sync song? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Such a good choice. Yeah, I think so. I mean, maybe I am what I am, but that's the only other one. I mean, exactly as it can get, but it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, the song has so much emotion. It's got so much passion. And they both brought so much of it. Um, I feel like they both kind of lived in their own world. And I kind of wish I was sitting front row for it. Like, everyone in that room was lucky to be there. 
Yeah, I mean, I do kind of wish that they would do this, that they would do these live, like what they did with the uh, with the American one. Yeah, I you agree. Know? I think I think it's it's building that trust that the show is going to work, and then they'll transition in, into a live finale. Also, to help, you know, spoilers out there because this shit gets leaked fast. Yeah, well, or I gotta you, be honest with you, girl. I don't know how many more they. I don't know how many more of these Netherlands ones they can have, girl. It's a tiny country. It's smaller than New York exactly. State. Okay, we have <laughs> less fair. population than New York City. Oh my God! Well, when we get to the disco part of the song, Vanessa and Pony both disrobe, and they have the freedom to move. And damn, what a performance! Vanessa has gold legs. See, Mother does have surprises. Uh gag. Yeah, wow. And- and you know, again, you know, Envy knew what was going on, girl. She was backstage painting Fred's face, and they saw the whole thing. You know it. Pony really acted the shit out of this song, but Vanessa brought her story into their performance, and then she had glitter tits. Come on, the glitter tits. That was fun. <laughs> glitter tits. I love it. That's good. That's good. That Literally. That's going to be my new nickname for her, glitter tits. I'm just going to call it like, hey, glitter tits. That's yes, funny. there you go. Um, tell her I came up with it. You can have it. I love it. Um, it. I, I'm going to go on record again. I really do think this was one of the strongest lip syncs in the history of the show. But like one of the final lip syncs. It was in- impeccable. Yeah, well, no matter what. I mean, Poonie did a great job. Vanessa mm-hmm. in general, though, she is one the, she's one of the strongest lip syncs I've ever seen. Yeah, I you mean, know? not a surprise to anyone. The winner of Drag Race Holland 2 is Vanessa Van Cartier uh it, this this was important um and i'm excited to see what happens next i know that the world is opening up again and i hope we get a chance to have vanessa in new york city because yeah well she i'm she sure gonna she put on a show well what's funny is last time she last time she was in new york she had trouble uh because she was she went to chicago she lived in chicago for a little bit mm-hmm. then she went to new york and she had trouble getting bookings Not don't think that's gonna happen this time. Not at all. Yeah, um, Envy apparently. passes off. Okay, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, apparently, a, a certain uh, a certain drag queen in New York actually turned her down and canceled her last minute. Um, one that one that happens to run a certain drag uh, drag contest. Um, there's a couple of those. I'm just not gonna say which one. Yeah, we're we're gonna she, after she's after okay well, after known for being after a the pod we're gonna know after the podcast I'm gonna find out. <laughs> but. Envy passes off the crown and scepter. Um, is there a more talented dynamic season one and season two winner in the franchise? I don't think so. Like no. powerhouses. Yeah, they really, they they really are. I will tell you when I'm taking pictures next to them, I don't want to be anywhere near them. They are two of the most beautiful drag queens I've ever seen. I have a rule, yep. especially with Envy. If I'm taking a photo, I stick some bitch in between me. Always. <laughs> I, I like that rule. I'm here for it. I have got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast, but what is Vanessa's legacy? What is her legacy? Uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's. I, I think it's more about living your. I think it's mostly living your truth, being who you are. There you go. Really, That's a good legacy. Yeah, living your truth because I mean, she really is. She lives who she is. You know, she went. She. It's been a long, a long, long journey because she ain't no spring chicken. It took her a long time to get here. Yeah. Now. Who knows? Maybe there will be an all-star season in the future. Maybe, I don't know, an international all-star season. Who knows? I don't know. There is. Who do you think from this cast, who would you peg as potential all-stars from this cast? Um, I think, I think the, the, 
well, who I would hope would get it and who I think is going to get it are sometimes different. But I yeah. think the obvious choice would probably be maybe Pooney, basically the top four, the top three that didn't win, you know, like Vivaldi, yeah. Pooney. Or- yeah. Yeah. I think the fans will revolt if they don't get to see Keta Minaj again um, because there yeah. were a lot of disappointed people. So I think Keta is going to get call number one. Um, I would love a call to see her and Puni fight it out again um, or, or do something like All-Stars 1 where they have to work as a team, see how that works. Yeah. But no, I think those two are great. I know you probably agree with me. I want more Reggie B. That's just my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, well, I, yeah, she got probably, fucked over. I mean, but, I'll say it many more times. She got fucked over. Well, Fred fucked up. Girl, she's mentioned multiple times in public settings when producers were there. I would do season three. Like, so who knows? I'll um, bring her back. Who knows? Do, do now, what's Angela? Now, speaking of season three, who would you like to see on uh, the next season? Is there anyone that the world needs to know in the Dutch drag scene? Um, there are some, but I think that they were asked and turned it down, actually. A couple of the Ooh, girls I think okay. are really great. Um, that they just didn't want to, because a lot of people don't realize how much money it costs to do this. Uh, not yeah. one, not one person I know that was on the show spent less than fifteen thousand euros. Not one, and other ones were quite far above that. So I think there's the ones that I would like to see. I think a lot of them they just they think I think they turned it down. I mean, Lady Galore is great. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, I mean, it's actually honestly she's like kind of, she's kind of she's nice, but she's also kind of like a bitch too, like. She would be that. She would be the bitch of the show. Like she's quick, witty. Um, there's another girl, Magic Merlot. I think she's fabulous. I really, she's a fantastic dancer. Has a great backstory. Super nice queen. Um, I mean, there there are quite a few good girls, but um, a lot of the ones I know that wanted that I that I would really think would be on the top of it. Um, I don't. I don't think they would do it. I think they already turned it down. Interesting. Now. Obviously, with Drag Race becoming so mainstream and so big, there have, the, the influx of baby drag queens that have taken over at least the, um, the states is, is a lot. Has that happened in the Netherlands as well? Have, has there been a, a, a surge of new drag artists? Girl, there was a moment at the finale where I was like, is it Halloween? Isn't it next month? It was wild. <laughs> it was wild. There was literally a person dressed as the Grim Reaper, okay, in drag. The Grim oh Reaper wrapped in white bloody clothing and a in that and the the Sith. The, like girl, I'm not oh joking. I, the baby drag queens are out and living their lives. I think there's more baby drag queens than gays in this country. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what? We love drag and I'm here for it. So I, I, I think this was a really interesting season. I know, like we 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 mentioned it 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 was taken multiple different ways, things were lost in translation. Can we fix that in the future? I don't know. For me, I love the international seasons because I get to experience other cultures and their version of drag. And that's what makes this season special for me because we got to see 10 new drag artists who I hope will take over the world. Well, like here's here's one thing. Like the the one thing I do wish is either that they get better translation, like actually get real, like, real translation not like google translate sometimes and then well maybe mm-hmm. this will work the other times or put in more english because the thing is it's never drag race netherlands is not as highly a watched series as many of the others and it's really mm-hmm. good and it deserves to be um i agree you know and the thing is until there's a better way of being able to read the subtitles 
I don't. I just don't think it's going to be as high because I mean, um, I agree. Drag Race Hispania, like it's Spanish, but how much of the United States and like Spanish is a huge, is a wide, very widely spoken language. Dutch, I mean, mm-hmm. it's such a small language and such a small place, you know, and it's such yeah. a strange language and that a lot of the, the translation really does not correlate between one one language and the other sometimes. I fully agree. I, I think that, I mean, that is the thing that I have a lot of the listeners say is I'm having watching Drag Race Holland because usually sometimes we'll put Drag Race on as the background. You can't do that. You have to focus on the words, which means you're focused on the words and not necessarily on the beauty on the screen. So yeah, I think you're right. I think there needs to be some sort of marriage. Um, does it come down to World of Wonder putting their foot down and saying a little more English? Is it Video Land who needs to allow well, for a little more Video English? Video Land will never do it. <laughs> yeah. Video Land, it will always be in Dutch because their market, Video Land is only the Netherlands. So their market is Dutch. You know, yeah. so no matter what, they will always, it would have to be World of Wonder. I keep on hoping. Yep. <laughs> I, keep I, on hoping. I hope too. I'm hoping they switch to English because then my ass could finally get in that show and I can finally get the hell up in my Instagram followers. It'd be fabulous. I'm here for it. I can't wait for that day to happen. You're going to, you're going to be on. I, it's going to happen. We'll, we'll see you on and yeah, I'm we'll going to be steering for you. We'll see. I was looking in all the bathrooms for the producers. It didn't help, but that's okay. <laughs> well, where can we find you on social media? Any cash apps and what projects you want to plug? Well, let's see. Well, I mean, if you're ever in the Netherlands, come check me out. I work in uh, I work in a bar called Blend. I also work at Queen's Head. Um, basically, honestly, any gay bar that does a drag show, I'm there. Um, but you can find me on Instagram at Skyla, S-K-Y-L-A, N-Y-C. Again, it's Skyla NYC because I'm from New York City. <laughs> but yeah, that's well, it. Th- thank you so much for being here again. And I'm sure we're going to do this again soon. Gorgeous. Season three, darling. We're going to do it. <laughs> the biggest thanks to Skyla for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block. And that was Block Talk.